0: What's up, Dog Nation? Jeff Sintel. We got another edition of Before the Hedges here, live, brought to you by Kroger, inside the Palatial Central Parkway Studios. Uh, I'm Jeff Centel. We're talking about Georgia football recruiting. We're talking about everything Georgia-related on recruiting. Um, happy first day of fall camp, everybody. Crap, crack, open a tasty beverage if you got one, because that is – Something to celebrate, guys. Kirby Smart was at the podium. I'm sure you guys have been all over Dog Nation reading all those articles. Um, Lots of stuff, information overload season to say the least. This show, I've been around circa 2015 every Wednesday night, talking Georgia football recruiting. Uh, Brought to you by Kroger. Guys, I know back to school across the Atlanta metro area and across Georgia is going bonkers right now, but you know where to go to feel a little less crazy about everything. You're back to school shopping. You know, you can take that cart back to the family truckster uh, and feel like a five-star with all the school supplies. You go to Kroger. Kroger can get all that stuff for you guys, uh, and they are a proud partner of Before the Hedges. Got a big show. I believe I'm going to probably answer questions about KJ Bolden a million times, maybe Uh, Nate Frazier, maybe 400 times, comparatively speaking, Uh, lots going on. We're going to talk about a lot of things. We're going to talk about recapping the cookout. We've got another great Dog Nation conversation. This week is with the head coach of the Oak Ridge High School uh, football team about one Justin Williams. They call him Justo. Good stuff there coming out of Texas that we've put together this week for the show. But we got a lot to talk about. First of all, let's go in, go into the paint with our quick five. Kind of the five things I want to say right now is first thing to think about, and this is a teaser to our first segment of our big five, is don't believe everything you read this week. This is don't get overload information reading this week. There's folks out there. They got to put articles up. They got to talk to their sources, their sources or sourcing, their writing, their reporting. Everyone is tantalized with the fact that this guy's going to go here, this guy's going to go there. If you're not if you're new to recruiting, well, just buckle up cuz this is what it's all about. It's the it's the not so calm before the storm of a decision. The dogs will have two big decisions this weekend, one on Saturday, one on Sunday. We're going to get into all that later. Another thing to think about, and this is really crazy, guys, the 2024 recruiting class, except for maybe 2, 3 names, it could all be done by the start of the season. It could it could all be done in the next 3 weeks. As crazy as that sounds. Uh, Right now is the time for the 2025 class. Those seeds are starting to sprout. Uh, David Sanders Jr., the number one overall player in the country. If you've heard me talk about him before on this show, he could be a five-star tight end. He could be a five-star defensive end. He could be a five-star offensive tackle. He wants to be an offensive tackle. He camped at Georgia this weekend. He also visited Alabama. He also uh, was going up to Michigan, so he had a busy weekend. And also, this is kind of that – Jaden Perlati season as well. The five-star linebacker out of Buford High School, uh, he's visiting a lot of schools. He's he's saying some things. He's being quoted in other publications and other reports about maybe people are questioning or kicking the tires of that Georgia commitment. I mean, I think folks, guys, if you want your recruiting fix, you're going to have to start looking at that 2025 class. You know, what's that Dave Chappelle meme where you're going, you know? You got any of those commitment stories for the 2025s? I think that's what people are going to be asking me, the Dog Nation recruiting guy. Have come pretty soon with Georgia's 2024 class, guys. They got 26 commitments. Georgia only signed 26 commitments all of last year. Uh, they've got. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you, this is stuff to get excited about. They've got 17 commitments inside the nation's top 150 prospects, folks. They have never done that well ever. Among the nation's top 150 prospects in any year under Kirby Smart, and when we're talking about anything glorious with Georgia football recruiting, uh, having to do with the Kirby Smart era, you might as well just umbrella statement that to say that's the best Georgia's ever done in any type of recruiting uh, during the storied uh, to storied history of the program. Here's a name to tuck away during fall camp season: Xavier Sorey Jr., 2021 linebacker. Athletic is all get out. I remember covering him in recruiting. He could rebuild a Honda engine. He liked to fix cars. I'll never forget the story of how uh, he he was playing basketball in the 2021 class and he threw down a thunder dunk and like literally Kirby Smart almost ran out of the gym. He was so excited by what he saw, the athleticism. I think right now this is his time. He's going to be as athletic as any defender on the Georgia roster. He's going to take advantage of that Schmalmunden Jr. injury. And you heard Kirby Smart today say that he has definitely made kind of what sounded to me like a quantum leap in his game. And if you're looking for a guy that's going to take advantage of the moment, and this is his moment, I think Xavier Sorey Jr. could put together a resume that gets him picked in the first or second round of the NFL draft because he is going to test out the wazoo as long as he can put together a lot of great game clips and a lot of game reps as a Georgia Bulldog. And this injury to Shmyle Jr., although it's very unfortunate, uh, it's just going to kind of create a window and create an opening for Georgia to build even more depth in the linebacker room. So that's something to get excited about. Also in the quick five, I got to send a shout out to a teammate. Um, What do you do when you want to support a coworker and a big achievement? And a big cake was had, the big cake was eaten by all eight, eating up by all, eat up by all, excuse me. Well, what I did today is I wore an old school Brandon Adams shirt. Take a good look at that, folks. This is, this is vintage. I'd never worn this thing ever. But I was sitting there going through my home office and I saw it. And I'm like, you know, I got to do a show tonight. And this is a thousandth. Let me see if I can get the sleeve somewhere. This is in recognition of his thousandth episode. You see right there. I don't know if this is an exact um, uh, caricature uh, reproduction of Brandon behind the behind the mic, but uh, I just wanted to say on our show we were going to support Brandon, support his achievement, and very thankful to have him as a teammate and as a partner of everything we do at Dog Nation. I know as a reporter who I'm kind of connected and sourced to the to the team, to the players, and to a lot of the families that make up the University of Georgia program. I do believe Brandon is an amazing uh, connection and an amazing. Um, ambassador for the Dog Nation brand, especially with the fans. I know a lot of folks can relate to him. They they can relate to how he feels. They can relate to how he lives and dies with all Georgia football moments. Um, And he's a real person. So I'm glad uh, we got to recognize him in his 2000th show earlier this week. Now I can hear you guys all talking. I think everybody on Facebook, everybody on Twitter, everybody on Twitch, everybody on the Dog Nation homepage, everybody everywhere is like Jeff. That's great. Now let's talk about K.J. Bolden. Let's get to the big five right now, and let's talk about K.J. Bolden. The first item on the list is K.J. Bolden. Five-star athlete. I believe he's the number seven overall athlete in the country. He's going to come off the board on Saturday night. I believe uh, On3 is going to host a live stream, and uh, they're going to uh, share the world on their YouTube page and on their live stream. The decision for K.J. Bolden will be about 7.30 on Saturday night. I think, kind of hinted at this earlier, I think this is the time where uh, me as a veteran reporter, I'm going to stick to my information, stick to my sources. And a lot of times, as fickle as recruiting can be, especially in the NIL area and the NIL era, you got to kind of stick with what you know and kind of what you've heard. And for the longest time, I've thought that Georgia has a really strong shot with K.J. Bolden. You you hear names right now popping up, FSU, Auburn. Uh, maybe FSU and Auburn is the top two Georgia and Ohio State are looking outside, on the outside looking in. I don't believe that. I don't think that's the case. I think Georgia remains a very strong contender for K.J. Bolden. I'm going to take him at face value when he said he told a group of reporters last Wednesday that NIL is not going to make his decision, and that's one of the things you hear coming out, coming out of certain visits to certain schools he's taken, that the, that the number for the NIL is, has been reset, that it's a big number. I think it's a big number for a safety. I'm not sure I would build my football team through NIL that way. I'm surely wouldn't, don't know if I'd, I'd spend my NIL collective dollars for a position like safety. For me, I'd go quarterback, tackle, guard, excuse me, offensive line, places like that, offensive tackle. The premium positions, those positions that the NFL drafts very highly up. So a lot of people go to write their stories, you guys are going to read him. You guys are going to wonder. You guys are going to bite your nails. You guys are some of you guys are going to be here for the drama and here for the roller coaster ride. Which is is it this school today? Is it this school tomorrow? I think, folks, the best advice I can give you as a guy that's been doing this for years and years and years, just sit back, just wait till Saturday. I think the Georgia Bulldogs are going to have a tremendous football team in twenty twenty four if KJ Bolden decides to ride with the dogs. And I think they're going to have a tremendous football team in 2024 and beyond if K.J. Bolden decides to make another decision that is best for his family. There you go. Uh, That's my take, number one on K.J. Bolden. Number two, the decision also comes this weekend, Sunday afternoon. And, folks, I am going to get looks from my beautiful bride, Erin, all weekend. She's going to be like – hopefully she's watching this program because she's going to be like, all right, Jeff, we got a commitment to monitor on Saturday and Sunday – you know, you get those eyes, you know, like, good thing we've been married 20 years. Good thing you took me off to a nice vacation, uh, a nice anniversary present vacation in Italy. This is one of those times when the recruiting reporters got to go, hey, we got to do what we got to do, baby. So the second decision coming up this weekend, I believe it's 3 p.m. Also on uh, also on, uh, on3.com. I think it is a live August 6th on the On3 YouTube channel. Decisions there, A&M, Georgia, Oregon. Alabama. In some places, Nate Frazier is rated as the number one running back in the country. That's where he is for on three, the on three pure isolated rating. And then he's the number four running back in the country and number 50 overall on the longstanding 24-7 sports composite. Uh, interesting if you guys want to sit there and start sleuthing and being those CSI uh, recruiting type guys. I know my buddy Brandon, we mentioned him earlier in the show, is one of those guys. Very curious Uh, for uh, Nate Frazier that he still has an official visit planned to check out Georgia for the South Carolina game moving forward. I just think that's interesting. You guys can can extrapolate. You guys can um, deduce uh, what you will from that. But you see a lot of things on social media where Chauncey Bowens and Dwight Phillips Jr. really want him to be part of a three-dog night in Sanford Stadium where Georgia would have three – Brilliant running back talents to add to the class. I think Nate Frazier and Dwight Phillips Jr. would be home run hitters. And I think Chauncey Bowens would be the traditional thumper. Although he's a 10-7, 5 guy in the 100 as well. That's how fast he is as well. So two big decisions this week. Georgia fans got to monitor. You've got Nate Frazier out of modern day in Santa Ana, California, August the 6th. And then, obviously, K.J. Bolden, the guy that I'm sure everybody's going to be highly intrigued and plugged into. People are going to wonder, is the Buford curse real? Is Auburn back? Uh, Is Florida State really a power? Is Georgia going to lose uh, one of the top-rated players in the state and see them leave? Uh, Especially another number one safety in the country. That's something to think about with Bolden as well. Uh, If Bolden does not choose the dogs, Georgia would have lost the back-to-back number one safety in the country. And both of those guys came from the state of Georgia and Gwinnett County as well. Stuff to monitor. Guys, I got some cool video for you. One of the things we wanted to do on the show this week, tonight, is kind of rewind the, uh, the cookout. Uh, the summer cookout is an annual staple. There's slip and slides. There's water guns. There's games. There's eating contests. There's pie eating contests. Um, and I was able to put together some video from some select sources to give you guys a look at that. We've got that video for you guys to roll right now. If you ever wanted to know what the Georgia cookout looks like, well, here's a behind the scenes glance, a behind the scenes look at how the dogs get down on their final offseason recruiting weekend of the season. Um, We were able to put together some video uh, to roll and look at there. There's your defensive lineman. There's a trench mob. You see L.J. McCray in there, the big visitor. You saw Jordan Thomas. There's a race where you guys get tied together and there's Look at that big man right there. That guy in the middle right there on that um, bouncy ball. That is Ethan Barbour, the talented 2025 tight end out of Alpharetta High School. You see there, you got a one-man wheelbarrow, two-man wheelbarrow race. You see Kirby Smart there. Here's Ethan Barbour again. Look at this drill right here. Look at what they're doing right here. This is a teamwork cohesion drill right there they pour a water cup over the heads of one another back into each other and they're racing right now guys there's there's a here's an instance where the tight ends and todd hartley does not win anything because i'm told that the tight ends although they're looking smooth like an assembly line right here they did not win the wide receivers win even though there were some dubious decisions made You see all the Georgia people here. You see these are families of recruits. You see Jordan Big Baby Hall in the background. You see Jamon Dumas Johnson. You see a lot of linebackers rooting on the linebackers. Uh, in the group, and this is probably the best part. This is one recruits always tell me about. This is the slip and slide. You got a dizzy bat race. I would love to see the Dog Nation team on a slip and slide and on a dizzy bat race right here. Look at that. That was Colton Heinrich right there. Look at this big fella coming through right here. That is Jaden Riddell. The dude is a monster. Hard to believe he's only been playing football for three years. You're going to read about him a lot this week on dognation.com. Look at that. How much fun on a Wednesday night, guys, did that look? does that look like right there? Those are the tight ends. They're they're getting busy. They're getting to doing all that. And you guys, if you wanted to see behind the scenes video of the Georgia Cookout, and maybe why Georgia is so special and why they recruit all these players and how they do so well, well, that's a good that's a good reason why. You see that competition, you see everybody getting having fun, eating a lot, but also getting fired up about it. The fourth thing on our big five, guys, I want to take you to the pages of dognation.com. If you guys have seen the new uh, website rehaul, hope you've been to dognation.com recently over the last two or three weeks. We have upgraded our game. Like James Brown said, Papa's got a brand new bag. Uh, we, we It was at, like we went on the Nike app and basically custom fit a new website, kind of like you could a pair of dunks. Well, check this out right here. You've got um, Kirby Smart and Georgia. What I wrote about – and it was one of those stories that I said, man, I gotta write this. I kind of felt led to write this, watching, paying attention to, sourcing everything was going on. And there are two stories. I had to break up into two stories why I feel Georgia football's roster is going to just keep getting better and ever. One part was the offense, one part was the defense. You see so many examples on the recruiting trail. And what I did with these stories, if you haven't read them, Please read them, because that's some of the best insight I can share, that I'm allowed to share, that I can put forth about how I feel the dogs are coming together and what the teams are going to look like. I really feel. Now, they are going to win all their football games? Maybe, maybe not. But I think Georgia will have better football rosters, more talented football rosters to come in 2024, 2025, and 2026. What I did is I looked at all the players that Georgia has signed in the 2022, 2023, 2024, and 2025 classes, so many players. There are 34 guys that are ranked top 100 overall in the country. I believe the number is 14 five-stars. They've got so many players rated number one or number two in their position. I gave Georgia's position-by-position position glance. I gave Georgia's positions on the field a rating rating kind of like a futures rating, future outlook rating. You see ESPN do that sometimes with their quarterback futures. Well, I did it with every position on the field for the dogs. I gave the tight ends a 10. I gave the linebackers a 10. I really wanted to give a lot of other places a uh, close to a 10, but I, I saved 10 for truly Georgia elite recruiting excellence. There's a lot of 9.75s. I believe there's a nine point seven five. A nine, I mean, every position on the defense, I've got them right now. Um, future outlook for Georgia's defense is a 9.5 or better. And what I truly feel right now is Georgia has never recruited better. Currently, they hold the number one recruiting class in 2024, the number one recruiting class in 2025. They are the back-to-back defending NFL – excuse me, the back-to-back national championship program. Oh, yeah, and also they've put more guys in the league, in the NFL – In the last two years than any college program or any college dynasty ever georgia football recruiting is hot it's never been hotter and i think the temperature is going to continue to go up with the amount of talented players coming into athens there's a line in that story i wrote where i feel like georgia is truly doubling down on the momentum of back-to-back national championships and from a guy that's been around here covering Georgia recruiting since 2015. I saw the players come in in 2018. That was a great group, but only so few of those top 100, top 150 players managed to stick around and make an impact in Athens. I see this class, last year's class, and what Georgia's putting together being truly special and even even very special for the Georgia Bulldogs. So hey, go read that story. I try to give you some cliff notes right there. And as we go to number five on our list, we got another Dog Nation conversation. The folks around Oak Ridge High School call him Justo. That's the number one linebacker in the country for the 2024 class. Justin Williams out of Oak Ridge High School in Conroe, Texas. And I'm going to set up this right now. Most people don't know that Justin Williams started out as a running back for his high school team. He moved there of his own volition. Free will, happy to do so after his team suffered an injury when he was a freshman. And then he became a linebacker. I spoke to head coach Mark Schmidt about Justin Williams and also about his teammate Joseph Jonah John Yeh. Those will be breakout stories on dognation.com. But what I like to do for you guys is I like to give you teasers. I like to give you the goods a little bit earlier than everybody else reads it on the website. That's what Before the Hedges should be about. And Hey, guys, we got a great five-minute conversation here with uh, Mark Schmidt, the head coach of Justin Williams out in Texas. Take a listen to this week's Dog Nation conversation brought to you by Kroger.
1: So I'll just say wherever Justin, Justin, wherever he was going to end up, he was going to be an impact player. Uh, I just think because of his instinct and his physicality, that that linebacker spot is a true, true fit for him.
2: Coach, I'm sure you heard the world of praise. I mean, he's got burst. He's got athletic ability. It's really rare film, even for a guy like myself who covers Georgia and sees these all Americans every year. What do you think stood out the most to Georgia and maybe all the other schools when it came to Justin?
1: Uh, you know, clearly, you know the conversations I've had with all of the the recruiters and the people that were were, were you know really on him. Uh, you know, they like his speed, the fact that uh, you know he he can he's in the he's in the middle of the box for us. That he can he can roam sideline to sideline. Uh, they liked his ability to do that. They liked his uh, his length. You know, he's 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 six foot three and he's he's got a pretty good wingspan and so you know you know when you're playing that, that Mike Backer and, and you've got that kind of that kind of stretch to you, it makes it hard to to throw those RPOs over the middle. Um they like his burst, how explosive he is, how he can just uh, explode. Uh, into a tackle, uh, how he can accelerate to the ball, uh, and they love the fact that he's physical because when you know he doesn't just tackle you, arm tackle you, he's 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 bringing it and uh, he's coming with with uh, with some impact. Coach,
2: with players like this, sometimes this is an easy question and sometimes it's complicated because there's so many examples that pop into your head. What do you think is the best play Justin has ever made for you?
1: Hmm there there's been quite a few uh it's it's the plays that when they have they and they're usually on the perimeter where they've got they've got it blocked pretty well and as a coach you're standing on the sideline and you're going oh crap you know this is this could be a, this is going to be a big run for him and then he comes out of nowhere and just slips underneath a block and he's coming at 100 miles an hour and he tackles a guy for, for no gain or loss. And, and and from your vantage point, you're looking at it going, okay, this, this is going to be a first down for him, and here he comes. And he, and he does that time and time again. Uh, those are the ones I'm most impressed, impressed by.
2: Coach, I know he's a young man with uh, extreme face. You can see it in his social media. You can see what matters to him. I wonder, do you have a favorite Justin story? It could be locker room, it could be lunchroom, it could be hallway, it could be bus ride. Like, what's the story you, you know when Justin, if he keeps on this path, you'll be telling folks about number four when he played for you?
1: You know, I, I brag on him all the time uh, about just the type of person that he is. You know, Justin always has a smile on his face, always. I mean, if you see him in any, any pictures, you see him uh, uh, interacting with other people, there's always a smile on his face. And so he's very endearing you know, for people to come talk to. Uh, He's, he's a really good student. Uh, he does, he's, he's conscientious about his grades. He's very conscientious about how he interacts with adults. He's very respectful. Uh, the, his teachers love him. The admin here love everybody that comes in contact with him, loves him before his personality. And like you said, he is, he is very, has a very strong, uh, faith. And, uh, you know, he wanted to graduate early, and so we had kind of set it up for him to to graduate early, build a schedule, but it would mean he was going to be having to take taking some summer summer school. And he basically said, "Coach, I can't." And I'm like, "What do you mean you can't?" He goes. I've I've got church camp and I I'm I'm not missing it and I'm like but what what are we gonna do? He goes I don't know we need to talk to Miss Hawk and see if there's some online stuff I can do. But he goes but I'm not missing my church camp, and so to me I mean it tells it tells where his priorities are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, He's sure. he's, he's, he's it's very clear when you talk to Justin to to know where he is. You know. Uh, where the priorities lie with him
2: coach i know with an all-american this is pretty rare but i think i've read or researched that the gpa is 4.6 and the four and the 40 time is 4.4 4. that's that's, that's a kind of rare air, isn't it?
1: It is and the good thing about it is he, he you know he ran the four fours here but he also ran them at the different camps he went to and so you know that i know when I tell a recruiter he's he's a four four guy, they're like, yeah, he's probably a four five or a low four. You know, I can see it in their eyes. Uh, but he did it at several at several uh, camps, and so so it's 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 justified, it's bonafide. Uh, and and for somebody his size to do that is really impressive. You know, six three, two ten, two fifteen. Uh, and you know, and he's he ran track, and uh, he's not a ten ten point guy, but he's He's 11 flat in 100 meters as a junior, and so uh, you know he's he's an impressive athlete. Got a I don't know a 38, 39 inch vertical. I mean, just uh, he's 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 blessed with some, some wonderful wonderful talents.
2: Coach, is he going to figure out a way to graduate early still? Did you get the online? Oh course? yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He's doing a, he's doing an online uh, course through Texas Tech, and uh, he's on track to graduate December.
0: All right, guys, I'm back. Sorry, a little confused. That was awesome. I was kind of wa- listening to Coach Schmid, having my helmet strap buckled and everything, and listen to this, 4'6 GPA, 4'4 in the 40. I mean, that's impressive right there. And you, you heard that story about he's not missing church camp, trying to get online classes in order to enroll early. A lot of great stuff there with Justin Williams. We're going to have a complete story, more thoughts on Justin Williams right there. But tonight's Dog Nation conversation, guess we're keeping up our streak of five stars here. That was a a good read, a good little window of insight into Justin Williams. But you want to know something else? The man works for a living. Look at this right here. This right here is a Georgia fan, Joe Gleason, and he's in the Houston, Texas area right here. First of all, Joe's looking pretty fashionable, I might say, right there. He doesn't have a Brandon Adams t-shirt on tonight, but he's looking fashionable right there. Got some salmon-colored shorts, but look at this. He's going to the ZZ Top concert. And this nice young man gave him perfect directions. Turns out that young man right there in the uh, neon vest right there, that's Justin Williams, who just came back from a, his cookout weekend visit in Athens right there. There you go right there. Justin Williams. You got, you got dogs, five-star dogs, working at concerts, man. That's, that's what the world we live in right there is, man. Part-time jobs, responsible kids, knows where to go. Um, certainly if he can point out uh, where to park at his easy top concert, he can help get his off- he can get his guys on defense, his backers, his safeties. A lot of guys lined up with alignments pre-snap read for the dogs. Um, good show so far. Let me say one thing. Probably not allowed to give you the full unvarnished truth right now, but I'm going to say this. This fall, this season at Dog Nation, just wait for it guys. We have got some fun things planned for you and as part of a team that tries to tries to get that five-star ranking on our events I'm just going to tell you watch your email, watch Dog Nation Daily every day. You guys, I think we're going to come up with something we've never done before. I think it's going to eclipse some of our very best events ever. I'm talking about I'm talking about Dog Nation appreciation. I'm talking about a lot of cool stuff. So if you've been to one of our Dog Nation events before, maybe and you had a really good time, file that away. We're going to take care of you guys uh, this fall, to say the least. Guys, that was your big five. I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. You got questions from the Dog Nation homepage, drop them. Questions on YouTube. Who's ready for the Dog Nation cruise? I see my buddy Randy Payne getting active there. Every, every YouTube session, I certainly appreciate you, buddy. Certainly appreciate your family. Appreciate everybody around you in South Georgia. All I got to say, we got a chance to meet Randy on our Dog Nation cruise, and you want to talk about a guy that everybody needs a friend like Randy. Everybody needs a guy, like when you're going somewhere in your group, a guy that's going to make everybody happy. you going to be – remember what Coach Rick used to say about an energy vampire? Well, Randy's not an energy vampire. Randy is kind of like a happy, super nuclear reactor of happy. That's what he is. He's a nuclear reactor of happy you, you hang around that guy you watch him smile you listen to him talk he's always going to have a good story to tell you and that's just one of our many 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 uh, great audience members great part of the dog nation family here know what it means now big fives out of the way we started talking about all kinds of things let's get to our mainstays what we do every dog nation before the hedges wednesday night let's take a look we got uh, maps we got states but before we get to that We go to our class breakdown again. Got to thank the talented young lady behind the glass, Kaylee Mansell, for her work for this each and every week. Um, You got two five-stars, and you got two running backs. There's, of course, the chance to add to the third running back, uh, Nate Frazier, this weekend out of Modern Day High School in California. Uh, Nicar, Nitro Tuggle, Sokovi White. Some news here about Nitro Tuggle I want to share. I thought Georgia had a great chance to have a Receiver get close to the five star rating mark. Um, I thought Nitro was moving forward to that, but he he had to share some news on his social media, some unfortunate news really. IMG, which was recently bought by a private equities capital firm, uh, they're no longer accepting one semester senior transfers. So that means he doesn't move to IMG for his senior year. He doesn't get to go against Ellis Robinson the fourth every day in practice and make him better before he, both of those guys get to Georgia. He won't get a chance to play that national schedule and really show out, really ball out. That was the type of thing. He's already rated number 101 overall in the country, and he's went up about 300 spots since he committed to Georgia a while back. But Nitro now, I think, the rating right now is 101 overall. He might come up a little bit, maybe 60, 70, 80 range, but I think the chances for him to get to near five-star status are going to be dimmed a little bit right there. Um, Let me see. You got the offensive lineman, all six men. That's the Cyril's six-pack that we've written about a little bit. Got a lot of guys. or I think somebody on social media had a really good nickname for the guys. They called him Cyril's Team Six, the six offensive lineman. there. I thought that was pretty good. Everybody remember the the seven blocks of granite thing from almost 100 years ago regarding, I believe it was Rutgers football or maybe Fordham football or maybe it was – Another another Northeastern team right there. But Cyril's, Coach Cyril's, excuse me, Coach Serral has his six blocks of granite. That's your offensive breakdown. One five-star, 11 four-star prospects and three three-star prospects right there. Let's flip it over to the loneliest page in Kaylee Mansell's graphics portfolio. That is the Drew Miller special teams page. One thing we can say on this front, not a true commitment, but Georgia got a commitment, a PWO from Uh, Luke Rabb, who is a five-star, according to those select services that rank long snappers and specialists and kickers and punters. He's out of Tennessee, Brentwood, Tennessee. Uh, Luke Rabb committed to Georgia as well. Another five-star rated among the top long snappers in the country. The Georgia special teams unit is going to be in Fuego as well, going down the line. And then defensively, let's look at him. A lot of monsters here. You see those defensive linemen, Justin Green, Jordan Thomas, Quintavius Johnson, Joseph Jonah Ajanye. Got a great story, Coach Schmidt shared with me about Mr. Ajanye that I can't wait to write up for you guys as well. Um, a lot of these guys, a lot of these commitments were in town this weekend. They were doing the slip and slide, they were doing the dizzy bat race. You see Ellis Robinson, you see DeMello Jones, and also Peyton Woodyard. Although there is a lot of traction and a lot of noise and a lot of chatter about Peyton Woodyard, but for right now, he does remain a part of the Georgia recruiting class right there. Two five stars. Seven four stars and three two excuse me, two, three stars. And I think everybody's wondering right now, Jeff, what's the graphic going to look like next week? Is there going to be another safety there with Peyton Woodyard? Is there going to be a running, another running back there with Dwight Phillips and Chauncey Bowens? Folks, just wait, just see. State map time. We love this. This is, I think, one of those things that everybody's going to go, man, I like that. I like that graphic. You see, 17 out of state commits. Nine in-state commits. Our our math is perfect this week. It was like a Georgia Tech person helped us out with that. A Georgia Tech graduate, those smart folks there with numbers. Uh, Fifteen guys on offense, ten on defense, one on special teams. The number one class ranked nationally. Let me give you guys a little snapshot of what that means. So Georgia's the number one class in the country, right? And Florida has the number three class in the country, and they have seven players ranked among the nation's top 150 prospects. It is a very good year. It is a resurgent year for Florida football recruiting under Coach Napier. They're getting some guys. They're number three in the country, only behind Georgia and Ohio State. But the number to think about here, the Gators have seven commitments ranked among the nation's top 150 players. Georgia, as a means of comparison, has 17 players ranked among the nation's 150 players. So just when the Gators think they're catching up, no, they're not. No, they're not. At least not yet. Uh, breaking down 16 commitments in the SEC footprint, 10 commitments beyond the SEC footprint. Folks, when I see this graphic part right here, I don't even know what's going on in college football right now with realignment. You see Florida State waving the white flag that we're going to leave the that – that the Seminoles plan to leave the ACC. Not if, but when and how. And then maybe the big – the Big Ten is going to come and maybe grab Oregon, maybe grab Stanford, maybe grab another school. Like, I don't know what's going to be left with the Pac-12 PAC and all said and done. But you see a lot of things going on. Who knows what college football is going to look like, the SEC footprint, the uh, beyond the SEC footprint in years to come. Georgia has nine commitments. There are nine commitments now from the state of Georgia. That includes Arizona transfer Dylan Riola. Georgia has two commits Two offensive players rated among the rated among their top five highest-rated commits. We wanted to make that a spotlight stat for all before the Hedges programs this fall, this season, this cycle. And the five of Georgia's 10 highest-rated commitments now are on the offensive side of the ball. Georgia, I say this almost every week, this class definitely had to get more dudes, more playmakers, more sticks of dynamite, more weapons offensively. And I think Coach Bobo's group is going to have that after the last couple of cycles where Georgia really loaded up, but there was a definite slant towards defensive prospects compared to offensive prospects. That's your recruiting snapshot. And then I tell you, this comes top target list time, guys. And it's almost like our top targets list got on the keto diet or the paleo diet or something like that. Because you remember when this was like 13, 14 names and we were stretching, the shrinking the font to get it on the page. And now we're like, nobody – Kaylee, nobody's ever saying, I can't see these names anymore. Nope. They can st- if you can't see these names anymore on the remaining targets, then you're having some trouble uh, with that 2020 vision right now. There's just seven names. Uh, there's no off the radar guys. I really feel like, barring a senior year, what I call uh, a senior across the country uh, swallowing a grow up pill, the light bulb comes on, maybe a 380 pounder loses 40 pounds, uh, maybe somebody reclassifies like a very talented edge guy out of um quebec right now that's the name a lot of folks are writing about and you, you really want to wonder somebody's really connected to georgia football recruiting there's a case right now where a very talented six foot four 260 pound edge is considering reclassifying to the 2024 class to play the edge position and it's pretty big not many 260 pound high school kids end up being an edge but something to monitor there but Right now, we're going to hold off on putting that guy's name on the top remaining targets. williams Winery. there's a lot of room. There's a lot of online discussion about Mizzou making a huge leap there. There's some NIL connections to there. Also wants to stay close to home. Um, his decision could come August the 14th. That's what a lot of the online chatter has to say. We know K.J. Bolden August the 5th. Uh, Nathan Fraser, August the 6th, we've talked about them. We let our big five, if you guys are joining us right now, we let our big five on our show with those two names. L.J. McCray moves up, that's a talented six foot six foot 270 270-pound uh, defensive lineman out of Mainland, Florida, came back to Georgia with his mother again this weekend for another visit, also visited Florida last week before the dead period came down again. Um, one thing I can say there about L.J. McCray is you're talking about a guy six seven, maybe six six and three quarters, 265, an ideal interior defensive lineman for Georgia. He also plays about 30% of the time on offense as a tight end uh, for his high school team. And that sort of sounds like some of the things we reported, we discussed about Jalen Carter when he was in that same phase of his high school career. Aiden Breeland is another guy. Um. Big-time defensive tackle out of modern day. Potentially, Georgia could have a pair of teammates there. And Nathan Frazier and Aiden Breeland out of modern day, out of uh, Santa Ana, California. Number six is Chris Cole. He moves up one. He took a visit to Tennessee over the past week, over the last week, and he did not make it to Georgia, as some were kind of hinting at or wondering if he would make it to Georgia for the cookout. Looks like he missed the dizzy bat race and the slip and slide. And also a named Cam McHale. Cam McKell, you continue to hear reports that Cam's gonna take his decision a long way, perhaps past the early signing day, perhaps all the way to February. Uh, Very talented defensive back. I think he would fit in nicely in Georgia's class, especially after the recent decommitment from Jalen Hayward. Guys, those are your top remaining targets. What happens after top remaining targets is we go straight into Q&A? You guys got a question, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna look around. I'm gonna start the Dog Nation homepage. Then we we'll go to YouTube, then we we'll go to Facebook. You guys got a question, I'd love to hear it. Um, let me see, uh, Randy Hall has a question. I'm catching you on the Dog Nation homepage. He wants to know if there's a commitment date set for Breland. Nothing set for Breland. I think Breland's gonna go a little ways, Randy, maybe deeper into the class, deeper into the cycle. Uh, might be, Breland might be one of those two or three names that are gonna be still monitoring for a guy like me past the first game of the season. I think LJ McRae might go midway through his senior year, barring some, you know, recent developments or some change of hearts, change of minds. There, those are uh, guys to look for. There, Randy's also got a good nickname for the offensive line class of six men this year, called the Sinister Six. Let me check out YouTube right here, see what everybody's got. anybody got a question? Yeah, Don. Yeah, John. Yeah, I was just that's the name, Steve uh, Manamoa right there. Let me see. Uh, Here's a good question. Uh, John Adams, I saw a stat. On3.com did a stat, and they looked at their top, I believe, top 300 overall recruits, maybe top 200 overall recruits, 250 overall recruits. I want to say 82% of those guys were um, already committed. Um, Frederick Meredith, thank you for uh, the thoughts on the – the pieces, the two-part series we put together on uh Georgia football futures. You guys are in the investing market. You can kind of see where I was going from there. Sacred Grove says he's gonna shout a very big go dogs since January on Saturday night. Uh Randy, good to see you communicating with Nestor uh, on the uh in the YouTube channel. YouTube comments as well, man. Nestor's a really good dude as well. I'm glad I got a chance to meet him and spend some time with him on the Dog Nation cruise as well. Thomas Doe, Thomas Doe, uh, question about Christopher C. Jones, going to start at linebacker for Georgia next year. No, I don't think he's going to start next year. I think he's a guy that would be uh, uh, a guy, an early special teams contributor as well. Uh, Sacred Grove, yeah, that is a EA shirt. For you guys just joining us, I'm going to give you guys another look. This is a special edition, limited edition, 1,000th shirt for B.A. Uh, when he, Back when he did his 1,000th show, uh, man, lots of things have changed since his 1,000th show. B.A. grew a beard. He shaved a beard. We did He did a lot of shows from his house. Um, we had a pandemic, came out of the pandemic, Georgia won two national championships. I think the second 1,000 uh, shows for Brandon have been much better than the first 1,000 or at least more prolific more memorable, a lot more victories, a lot more confetti in your uh, in your eyes as you try to do your job after a big ball game. Let's see right there, good stuff there from everybody. Let me see what everybody's got on Facebook. Uh, take a good lap around the questions. So uh, you know to kind of reiterate, uh, watch closely this weekend. Georgia could potentially pick up two commitments. Uh, I'm not really buying a lot of the, the smoke that's coming out right now about certain schools, school A, Auburn, Florida State, um, Ohio State. Uh, you know, I think for the longest time there has been a very strong chance that KJ Bolden was going to go to Georgia and you know for Georgia to be all, all of a sudden be out of that mix and be out of that picture. It just not feel like <clears throat> that just doesn't feel like the way a, a veteran recruiting reporter with pretty good sources would assess that situation. Um, William and Camacho, yeah, I do think that uh, Georgia has a really good chance to uh, does have a chance to get uh, Fraser. I think the big thing, William, you got to look at is he's got an official visit scheduled for Georgia, and that would take place after he makes his decision on on Sunday, and that would be kind of awkward. That would be kind of unusual. Uh, Becky Rutledge, who's the recruit? Kirby went to Baylor and Chattanooga to recruit. I think you're talking about Amari Jefferson. Uh, in that class, um let's see uh, hold on um, and guys for the record, I see a lot of this right now on the on the chat and Facebook. It seems like Facebook is kind of nervy need right now. Let me use that phrase uh nervous need about um what's going on with uh, hey, uh watch closely this week. what's going on with uh Buford folks for the record i don't I don't believe in a Buford curse. I don't think there's such a thing as a Buford curse. Um, yeah, 249 of the top 300 players are committed. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, Keith Lynch has a good question. How many of the top seven left do I think the dogs get? Let me see. I think I can remember that. Uh, I don't think they get all of them. I think maybe four. Might be the number. I think Georgia can get four out of those final seven. I think uh, four to five might be the over-under here. 4.5 might be the over-under. I think if Georgia gets about four of those names, especially the right four names, you guys should be you – guys, you should already be stupid, crazy happy with the class right now and what's going to be happening. But um, that would definitely be a, a great closing kick for the class. Uh, Tim Mars. Uh, Tim, it really feels like to me that – the backing of the Auburn family whether it's NIL collectives now or um, I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to open up any can of worms with Pat Dye's cabin or anything like that with great respect to that uh, former George player and former SEC coaching legend but uh, it feels like there's a lot more support behind the recruiting effort and coach you freeze rather than uh, in years past the last few years under uh, coach Harson, let me see um uh, David Wayne Carroll thinks four, but hopes five. Uh, Darius Brown. You know what? I think Georgia. Here's what I think is going to happen. And I've got to have this piece of information first. If Georgia gets two receivers over 800 yards this year, and let's say a Carson Beck or whoever it might be, Brock Vandegrift, uh, wildcard Gunnar Stockton, throws for like 4,000 yards, I think that's the ticket to where especially players like, you know, ba- Bowers is going to get his 800, 900, 1,000, 1,100 yards, I believe, this year. I think the key will be for a guy like Arian Smith to get 700, Ladd to get 800, Dominic Lovett to get 800. When you, have, you see more true receivers getting around that 1,000-yard mark, I think that's going to that's send ripples around the five-star receivers. So if you can tell me that All that stuff happens or some of that stuff happens where maybe two receivers get around 800 to 1,000 yards and maybe it's Carson, maybe it's Brock that have uh, 4,000, 4,500 yards passing. you got to think if Georgia plays 15 games, I would even think the way they're going to throw the ball around 4,500 yards might be possible <clears throat> as well. Um, I think that's a good show, guys. Hey, guys, appreciate you hanging out. This has been another Dog Nation, uh, before the hedges brought to you by Kroger. Hope you guys, if you're just joining us, you, you'll just go back and watch the show. Folks on the podcast, listen to the show. I want you to imagine me in a white shirt with Brandon's face on it right now. That's what I'm doing. So to, last week I wore an Hawaiian shirt, and this week I wore a Brandon Adams shirt. So who knows what I'm going to wear next week? Maybe it might be a Buford Wolf shirt or something like that. Who knows? But, um, That's been a show. That's been Before the Hedges. I want to thank everybody that's been a big part of it, everybody that commented, everybody that watched along. We gave you guys good video from the cookout weekend, the slip and slide. Uh, We gave you guys a great interview, I thought. Very strong five-minute interview with the head coach of uh, Mark Schmidt. That's the Oak Ridge High School coach. That's the head coach of Justin Williams. We saw Justin Williams at a ZZ Top concert. When have we ever seen a Georgia football commitment at a ZZ Top concert before on Before the Hedges? We talked about a big piece I wrote this week spent a lot of characters hit the keyboard a lot writing what I think is there are two big reasons why two-part series on why Georgia football will be better than ever. If you haven't written, if you haven't read that yet, um, you want something to read on board on a Wednesday night now that before the hedges is over, check that out. Hopefully you will not be disappointed. Got some great feedback from some really cool readers so far about that. And also last but not least, I want to give one more thanks. One more shout out of appreciation to my teammate Brandon Adams on his 2000th show uh, this week. He had a big piece of cake. He had a big, huge cake. I'm sure his kids are probably eating it right now. Guys, it's been fun. It's been real. That's before the hedges. I'm Jeff Centel. That's been your Intel. We'll see you guys again later on the pages of dognation.com.